Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As the Nationals are struck away from franchise history and some World Series history. Oh, great crossover. Got him. (laughs) That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh. Handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to episode 144 of the DC Crossover. I am Ben Simpson. That is Mike Cerrone. Glad to have you with us for yet another installment of the program. Follow the show on Twitter at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone16. And of course, Follow the talk, DC Crossover Podcast on TikTok. We have now reached the, uh, we talked about it a little bit last episode. We kind of reached one of the tougher times in sports mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. all right, baseball season is not quite here yet because it's spring training and spring training lasts a million years. And then it's not quite March Madness yet because we're here at the end of February. So we got a couple more weeks till that. So really, all we've got going on sports-wise is you still have some college hoops. Um, you've got some golf. I've been enjoying watching some of the tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this week the Honda Classic, uh, or this was that last weekend. Well, that was this weekend. Yep, you're right. No, this week. Jeez, it's all blending together. <laughs> um, and uh, and then Genesis the week before. And so you know, there's been some good golf on, but there is also a sport that is being played in football. Uh, on the XFL. So, and I know you you had a chance to go down to the Defenders game, um, and I definitely want to hear a little bit about that because yeah, I've still yet to ch- go to a Defenders game. I've been to Audi Field because I've seen DC United play, right. um, but I have not experienced the Defen. I, I watched. I believe I watched some of the game that you went to. I watched some of that on TV. It was. Am I correct in that the stadium was pretty light as far as like attendance wise for that one, or maybe it was just the camera shots at that time? I, I don't. I don't know. So I'm not exactly sure how the camera angles were because obviously I was at the game. But when you tried to buy tickets, when the season tickets were available, they blocked off this entire section of the stadium, which was on. Right. I, I I forgot if it was the home side or w- which side it was. They they blocked off that whole entire side, and I thought it was for season tickets. But then when I got there, that whole entire side was empty. So I'm not exactly sure if 
maybe they only had like a handful of people buy season tickets and they were like, yeah, we're going to refund these people or something like that. It was weird <laughs> right, because right. It, it was empty. So I don't know what the camera angle looked like, but yeah, it was, it, I mean, it was rocking. I mean, I, I did see a couple of highlights. Sure. Uh, you know, I went back and watched a few highlights and, you know, the, the crowd noise was that loud. I mean, when I was there. Yeah, no, it, it, it came across pretty good on TV. It seemed like, you know, pretty good, pretty good crowd there. And was it like, I don't even remember who who are they playing in the Seattle game? Sea Dragons. Okay, so they're like a million miles away, so there probably wasn't a ton of Sea Dragons fans there. Right. It was probably mostly mostly uh, Defender fans, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it it was rocking. I mean, the whole entire thing was everyone was filing in and all this kind of stuff, and and you know, of course, I take a couple pictures, and everyone's like, "Wow, that stadium is so empty." And I was like, "There's 45 minutes till the game starts." Like, I, right, I wanted right. to get there early because we got. I don't even know where the towels are. They're somewhere. We got we got those rally towel things. Nice. And of course, Jess is with me, and and of course she's sitting there, and she's like, "These towels are so nubs. They're trying to act like Pittsburgh. Oh, it, yeah. That's a typical Pittsburgh fan. It's like everyone's right. trying to uh, copy us, you know. But you know, it's like no, every. I mean, look, I get the terrible towel is the terrible towel, but like, I mean, at this point, every team. In, in in every league has like a towel sitting waiting at your your for for big games. Like I remember the Nats for the playoff games. You show up to those games, they got the towels. They want you to wave yep. while the camera's on and all that sort of stuff. But that that is a typical Pittsburgh fan right there, right that's for sure. So that was the first time I went to Audi Field. But let me give you a little lay of the night because it was it was kind of funny. Don't get me wrong. Okay, right. so first uh, we we said you know a couple days prior we were like let's get a hotel or something like that. You know, because the metro is right outside the condo right now, right? It's a Herndon metro right. station. So that's nice. But the problem is, is that we didn't know how long it was going to be open. And uh, basically just said, let's look for a hotel deal. We ended up getting one. And it was like a like a foreign hotel that's for, I guess, travelers or something like that. Because it was called the Citizen M. And okay. it's really odd because it... <laughs> the, the entire look this puppy up yeah you should citizen m yeah you, hotel it, in dc the, okay the, the the hotel uh the hotel room first first of all i did like the check-in the check-in was nice. four and a half stars not bad yeah yeah not bad so the, the check-in was nice because it was all just touch screen and all that stuff you didn't have to really deal with anybody um right. which was nice but of course the hotel room is because it's like a traveling hotel they have one queen bed and a tv and basically, uh, did it kind of look like this? <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Jeez, this looks like this was it. Yes, that's it. And there, oh see the, 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 the yes. Yeah, oh, there's there's the sink. That, the sink is in the room with you. Hey, okay. hey look, hey, look, hey, go back to the last picture. Go back to the last picture. Yeah. Oh, this one. Yeah, the uh, last. See, look, look right on the bed. Look at that doll. Yeah, was that on your bed? <laughs> yes. Too? What the hell is that? <laughs> Oh, this looks pretty nice. Okay, this is kind of a crazy lobby here. Oh, so you got some views here. Is this what your shower looked like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it was it was kind of like I was in the Fast and the Furious because they had a touch screen. That oh look, this guy was cleaning your bed. Here. Yeah, that's the same guy, I bet. Um, but yeah, the the thing is, is and of course people again podcast. This is on YouTube as well, so if you want to see some right, 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 that, right. Well, so we'll reiterate that. So going back to it, it was funny because the room. You know, the shower and the toilet were, like, in the same spot. But like I said, it right. was like I was in the Fast and the Furious, like, with underglow. Because the, the iPad that controlled the blinds, the Wi-Fi TV, it was pretty cool. But the problem yeah. is that it said, like, oh, you can change the light color. 
So it was like purple, and then you could change it to pink, and then you could change it to okay. blue and green. It was, I mean, literally, it was, it was like underglow, and it was like all over the place, like in the shower. And was, I was, I was like, whoa, I, I'm, I'm getting like a <laughs> like a seizure here, and it was, just, it was crazy, and it was all right because, like I said, we only need we needed it for less than twenty hours. I mean, basically, we got there in the afternoon and we left in the morning. So right. We ended up, uh, you know, using that, and that was a good, good find because it was only like a mile and a half away from the stadium. So we get there, we get dressed or whatever, and we're going to this place that's over by the big stick in Nats Park uh, to get right. to get some grub. By the way, they had Detroit style pizza, and it was money. It's called the Scarlet so, Oak. The Scarlet Oak. That was okay. a uh, Scarlet. Oak. Yeah, look, look it up. And uh, yeah, obviously, <laughs> again. Everyone at home, this is uh, the type of shows that we do. We just tell stories. Yeah. The Scarlet Oak had money Detroit pizza. Uh, th- I mean, literally, we had pepperoni, and I think it was pepperoni, maybe maybe pepperoni and meatball with pesto sauce on top. It was awesome. And the biggest thing about it is so the way to get there, we were going to Uber. You know, oh, you got to, where's the Detroit style pizza on that thing? I'm looking. I'm looking through there. Oh, let's see. Here's pizza. This doesn't look Detroit style, though. Oh, man. It's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Keep going. All right. So, yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of hungry now. I'm just looking at all that food. No, I'm I'm stuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, here we go. So, the way to get there, we were going to Uber. Then, you know, so we were at the hotel bar, got a little uh, night starter. And she was like, how much is the Uber? And I looked at it, and I was like, damn, it's like 21 bucks." And I was like, I don't want to get 21 bucks to go two miles. Right. And uh, so I said, you know what we should do? Oh, no. We should what? scooter there. Oh, no. And I will disclose, Jess did have an accident uh, in her years prior scootering. Um, right. And and it was, it was... Those scooters, man, they're no joke. Like, they... They, I mean, I, last time I was on one, I was like, "This thing's moving." Oh yeah, this thing is this thing is flying. You get one of those like, charged ones, man. That thing is flying. I was like, "I'm gonna," and I, I remember when I rode one, I was like, st- I was also like holding something in oh, my hand no. too while I was riding, and I was like, "This is terrifying." I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall on my face." You could break your whole neck driving <laughs> one of those things around. Oh, I'm like, gonna get to it. Um, <laughs> and that, so that's uh, foreshadowing right there. So. She, so she ended up saying, I don't really want a scooter. And I said, well, I'm scootering. Because right. remember when I was in Austin for a bachelor party, we birded, you know, did the birds. Yeah. Uh, There's no birds That's in the DC. We, 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 we birded all through Austin. It was awesome. 15 bucks a day, wherever you are, you can get a bird and you're done. And by the way, just as you said, you were carrying something. Try going to the store and get a 12 pack and put it in between your feet. And you ride the scooter yeah. like a skateboard. That was now that's scary. Uh, anyways, so uh, that wasn't awesome, but I, I made it back safely. But it was I had to put around because I was too scared. So I said I'm scootering. She got on the Lime bike, which is the electric bike, right? And then, okay. but she kept lagging behind a little bit, and I was like, I was like, where is she? But apparently, for those bikes, you really have to pedal to get it charged up and get going. And so, so, so I'm like, like I just pressed a little little knob down. Right, and I'm yeah, going. For, and I'm, for and I'm, scooters, you're just you're scooting and booting I, like with a little squeeze, and you're good to go. And I'm going. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she's out, out there like mountain biking. Trying oh my to, god, like Lance Armstrong <laughs> having a. I was it was so funny because she was she was like like sitting there and she met, met me at like the stop sign or something like that and she was like, man, you really got to pedal these damn things. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, we finally get there to the to the restaurant. We park them. We're we're good. I. 
I mean, I was adrenaline was pumping because I love. Don't you just like throw them wherever you want in DC? It's like yeah. So, just... so basically, there's a lot of those bike racks and stuff like that. Oh so right. If you well, for, yeah. if you look on the app, then basically they have those th- the places you can't put them like marked off because these don't. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure if they do or not. I don't remember if they had the kickstands. I know birds do, um, but uh, at the same time, we parked it there. We got the Detroit style pizza, which was money, and then we were like. Man, we gotta, we got. I, 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 I told her. I said, I got a scooter again. I'm sorry. I got, I got, I got to do it again. And, she, yeah. and I convinced her because she, she hasn't ridden one since the whole entire accident that she had. So, uh, I ended up convincing her to get on the scooter. And I think, I think oh, halfway man. convinced her because she didn't have to pedal. <laughs> so, right, right, right. I said, I said, here, I found one on the app that has, you know, it's because apparently birds, I think, have time on theirs and. Limes have charged uh, uh, charge miles, so it's like a t- it's a different system. So lime, because this is the first time I did lime before. So I told her, I said, "Hey, this one has eight miles, which is right. great. It's plenty. It, yeah, we yeah. only need a mile to go." And I said, "I'll get this other one over here. That's you know three and a half, four miles, whatever the hell it was." And so we're we're scootering literally, right, right, p- beside Nat's park, like. The, the parking garages that I've always gone in my entire life, I'm like, uh-huh. I felt like I lived there because I've gone through that same end. I'm like, man, I know exactly where the hell I'm at. And I'm scootering, right? And we're blowing past all these walking noobs. And all of a sudden, like, we get to this traffic light by center field, or no, by a home plate, the home plate entrance. Uh-huh. And this this crossing guard lady is like, come on, scooters, come on, scooters. She's <laughs> oh. waving us in. I'm like, all right. And, uh, and I was like, thank you, ma'am. And uh, we finally parked the scooters. We get into the game, and I'll, I'll get to the game here in a second. Uh, there's one little bit I got to talk about the game. And uh, long story short, we we left the game and we got out, and our scooters were still there. And I said, "We got to keep, we got to keep scooting." I said, "Got to sco- keep scooting and booting." And, That's the move. I mean, we did have a, f- a few adult beverages, uh, but at the same yeah, uh, but at know. the same time, it was over a, a football game. Let's be honest here. Who doesn't before a scooter? You yeah, know? yeah, that's what you got to do. So I'm scooting. And it's it's dark out and whatnot. And I look on my app and I'm like, all right, I know exactly where I'm going. And you go left here, right here, there. It's only a mile and a half. It's not that far. We're about two blocks from the hotel, the the, the, yeah. the small hotel. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I, I'm in the middle of the street. Okay, I didn't want to go on the sidewalk or anything like that. I'm in the middle of the street. Sure. And Jess is behind me about I don't know, maybe 20 feet or something like that. And <laughs> I go over the speed bump and I go over the speed bump and there's a pothole. And, oh no. And I hit the pothole and I'm just I'm like starfish. I'm like, whoa, I like fly, skin my whole knee up. And then oh, there's this homeless no. guy that's in the alley to the left, and he's like, Oh man, you okay? <laughs> and I and I was I was fine. You know, I got up and started going, but I was more freaked out that that guy was going to come over to me because I didn't want to get in a confrontation. Yeah, of, yeah. Of, he's not exactly a doctor over there coming over to help. <laughs> and and I was just like, I got to get the hell out of here. So I got up and I I I, I flicked that thing right back on full. Yeah, you're, you're bleeding all over the road. You're just like, Jess, we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> well, she was like I said, she was a little bit behind me, but then all of a sudden we finally got back to the hotel and I, we got in the hotel room and my knee is <laughs> bleeding. And then, oh my God. and then I found out literally the next day in the afternoon, I have two huge like baseball sized bruises on the inside of my thighs. I don't know how they got there, you know. And then behind my left knee, which is not the knee that was skinned, I have right. like a huge bruise behind my kneecap. 
Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, I should take pictures of this thing. Jess I, is like, this is why you, this is why I don't scoot. This is why. Oh, I mean, man. It, the adrenaline geez. rush was there. And I, I started laughing because I'm like, how did I get all these bruises? I mean, I, it's like I, I've fallen off like freaking – I don't even know. I can't even – uh, We're getting it. old, man. Our, we're, we're getting old. That's what – I mean – I, I got bruises weeks ago just from carrying boxes to my car. Like we just get we just get bruises now. I think I think it's like we're just getting old. I think that's well, what it I, is. I told my dad and my dad said my dad's like, Holy S, look at that bruise on the back yeah. of your leg. And I started laughing and he just he couldn't stop laughing. Cause I'm like, I, I didn't know where how these bruises even happened because I didn't I hit my right leg and I got two huge bruises on my left leg. Yeah, but there must have been some aftershocks or something. Oh, yeah. I mean there was there was something in that in that fall that really yeah, the scooter I'm telling you, the scooters are no joke. They freak me out a little bit when I, I mean, like you said, there, there's a freeing feeling about it where you're like, I'm flying. This is great. <laughs> but man, like cr- a crack in the sidewalk or like right. a, a car comes out of nowhere. Next thing, because those things, it's not exactly an easy thing to maneuver. Like it's easy to go fast, but it's kind of hard to like be like, all right, let me stop quickly on a dime or right. let me like do stuff like that. It's like, I, yeah, I, I, will, is, I will say they, they have a lot of bike bike lanes, which is good. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. this at this time, you know, it's it's freaking eleven o'clock at night. I'm trying to get back to the hotel, so I'm in the street. Who cares? No one's on the street. I mean, it, no, I'm in like no. a neighborhood or something like. But I'm like, oh, that was ridiculous. But that was funny. So, uh, little 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 side tangent about the uh, about the Audi Field. That those those seats are steep as hell. I don't. Yeah. Like we get there, and of course, you know, we we, we start going up, and we're like, hey, you know, we have 40 minutes, you know, we're gonna get it, we already got a drink, let's just hang out, drink the drink, go get something else, and go back to our seats, so we sit in the, I don't know, section, uh, our section, but like row 12, all right, Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden, of course, two minutes later, you know, there's no one around us, and of course, two minutes later, this guy says, you're in my seat, I'm like, dude, like, okay, we're, we're getting up, like, relax, we're just trying to watch like the ambiance of what's going on. So the first time we went up to the seats, I was like, obviously we're already halfway, so it was okay. So I went down to get the first round. So I went down and I was coming back up. Dude, I, I, I was I, I've never been so winded in my life. Just just <laughs> climbing those effing stairs. Dude, I literally sat down and I had she, she said something to me and I was like, "Hold on a second. And I was yeah, like, I need, I need a minute. I was like, I I was like breathing because it, I mean, it was, and I was, I mean, I probably broke a sweat. I mean, it, yeah, it, you probably did. It was like climbing a mountain. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I told my dad again because I told my dad about the whole whole entire day. And my dad referenced going back to RFK back in the day, one of my first NFL games ever. He took me to against the Buccaneers back in like 1994 or something like that. He's like, oh yeah, like that that Redskins game back at RFK when we were in the nosebleeds, and I was like, yeah, like literally, it was. I I, I and then when me and Jess went down at halftime, I told her, don't look down or don't look up because then you're gonna see right. I, we have a million more rows to go. It was, I mean, oh, it was God. unbelievable. I mean, don't get a. I mean, yeah, the view might be nice, but you got to get something that's on the on the sidelines or something that's a little less steep because it's double stairs every single re- section. So we're set. We're, or we're excuse me, row. So we're row twenty four. I had to go forty eight damn stairs. <laughs> I mean, dude, it was like I was doing a damn stair climber at at at, at Planet Fitness. <laughs> I mean, I remember like I've been. Nats Park, it can be like that too sometimes. When you right, if you get right. like the really really cheap seats and they're like way up there in like the four hundred section, you're like, this thing is 
like you're like, dude, if I slip right now, I'm going to die. Like I'm going <laughs> to literally fall and die because there's just it's it, it can get pretty pretty hairy up there. But no, that that's it, Audi Field is a good stadium for obviously with this being a DC sports show. You know, if you're in the DMV area, you've probably been there at this point, or if you haven't, you should um, see. And especially with the defenders, I mean, this it was great. They're, it was they're great. what two and zero right now or yep. something. Two and zero. Yeah, it's it a great. And the best part about it is that Greg Williams is the defensive coordinator who used to be on the Redskins staff. Um, yeah. And he's, I mean, they have been money. I know I talked about it yesterday in our text thread that I, I watched the entire game and literally they should have shut them out yesterday. They shouldn't even let six points because right. they they only had like a, they had like a two-yard touchdown run because they, they had a sack fumble on the, the, the play prior. But it was pouring down raining yesterday. I will say for Vegas, a Vegas team, now I'm not exactly sure exactly what stadiums are out there they can play in they're playing in a minor league baseball park they make shifted into a football stadium and it was the saddest looking thing out there i mean literally i looked at it and i was like this is embarrassing you might why don't i don't understand why why they can't make something or go UNLV down the street or something yeah, else. Yeah, I was about to say, borrow a college stadium like yeah why not because like, UNLV if they I, now I think they have a football team but it's like if they have a, a astroturf field or something like that, they have to. Oh, have, I'm sure they do. I mean, I'm sure they've got something. It, or it was embarrassing. I'm, yeah, that you got to have it at the very least. Go play in a college stadium because, like, yeah, you can't be doing the baseball bit. Like nobody's doing the baseball bit anymore. I I remember. I mean, the, didn't the old Raiders yeah. team have to share a stadium with the baseball? It was like with, the Coliseum or something like that. With yeah, the, with the A's, yeah, yeah, they shared it with the A's. Yeah, and, and you, they were like. You could like see some of the dirt from like yeah. the infield during the football games and stuff. Sometimes, like it was weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, you gotta. At this point, there's so many freaking stadiums in this country. Like you gotta be able to find a, a college stadium or something to 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 be in. But yeah, it's cool that the defenders get Audi Field because Audi Field is like, you know, it's more of an intimate. Like it's not the biggest stadium in the world, so it's like a more of an intimate experience, and it's like smaller. So like and. The DC United games get rocking there mm-hmm. too. For you know that season just started, they just played uh, I think last night um, for their season. Of course, with uh, MLS now, like all the games are on Apple TV. I don't have Apple TV, right. so they're all they're all on that now. But, but, but you you, th- um, you would think that Vegas would get something like Segra Field, like our old pal yeah. Segra Field out there in Leesburg, right. uh, you know, and and get something because that stadium I believe maybe fits. Close to ten thousand or something like that, which right. the XFL isn't going to draw forty five thousand right. people. So, but getting that the stadium looks so nubs, and then of course you have like the broadcast crew didn't have a booth, so they had like scaffolding, and it was oh like God, it sounds like us back in the day calling games or something. <laughs> it like was that. the weirdest. I was like, that's embarrassing. And then my dad texted me during the game, and he's like, "Can someone clean off that damn camera lens? Because because it was pouring down raining for an hour and a half right. or something." And like the camera lens is like sitting there, and it's literally so foggy. Like at at one point, you could see like the same player like three different ways. Like it was like a it was it was like a prism or something. Like it's, it's like so many players on the field because the raindrops were all making them look like magnifying glasses or some other analogy or whatever. It was like can someone just get a rag and like dust this thing off? or yeah, something? Yeah, it's not that hard. I mean, these are these should be professionals at this point. But yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> it seems like the XFL the reception has been pretty good so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think. Uh, you know, the idea is definitely to give football fans some you – know, to, to continue being able to watch some pretty good football to be played um, after the season ends. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see – they've got a, you know, they've got a decent uh, amount of 
uh, talent in the booth for some of these games. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Matt Barry, um, Tom Luganbill. Yeah, yeah, Luganbill, McElroy, Greg McElroy is on the call for some of these games. I mean, there's there's some you know there's some familiar folks here. So you know they've they've got pretty good production. They've got um, you know some good good talent on the field. I. I I my worry with the stuff is always like it just never seems to work out in the long run. But I do think you know I always wish the best. I was it would be great if DC if the defenders become a bigger deal and it just it, it's not like the XFL is ever going to match the NFL. But if it's a nice alternative for the football fans out there who are like, hey, football scene's done. I, I don't really care that much about baseball or whatever, and like I just want to watch some football. It's a it's a cool thing, and, and especially if they can create their own kind of culture there for the defenders games and stuff, and like that's what DC United kind of has done, where those games aren't like big sellouts, but they've got a pretty good fan base that will be loud, and they'll do their they have their own traditions and stuff over the years. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. But no, I'm glad you got out there. I, I gotta I gotta I gotta try to make it out to a game. It's just tough, but yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely want to do that. Um, do we even uh, trans- do we even apologize yeah. to the fans for for taking a week off? No. Uh, <laughs> let's move into actually from XFL <laughs> to oh I didn't even plug that in. That's why it's not playing. Um, I had to re <laughs> I had to I was telling Mike I had to re plug in everything because we've been having to show our house so. Uh, I can't have exactly like my podcast set up sitting out here on the desk while people are trying to. Uh, well, that's the see biggest thing house. that while you get that set up is that we did take a week off because of the sole fact that both our schedules basically exploded that we couldn't do anything and I couldn't. Right. I, I I was getting home late as hell last week and then you had to show your house. All your stuff was all over the place, so we're not going to apologize though. We are the commander. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> people are fine with it. Uh, so we did, but we did need to talk about because we haven't had a chance to. Is the big, of course, signing with Eric Bieniemy, and um, you know how how big of a deal that is for this pro. I mean, with this team, I feel like I was trying to think the last time that this team has signed a coordinator that had like this much hype around them. Um, I wasn't quite sure, like as far as like you know, a bigger name and in in. in the industry. So, is there anybody that comes to mind to you for you that's like that could be equal this? I mean, because Bienemy. I mean, this is a guy who's been talked about as a potential head coach for years now. Um, he's obviously you know offensive coordinator for Super Bowl winning teams, and so like it's a big deal for him to come here. Um, and I just feel like yeah, I just feel like this doesn't really happen that much for this this organization. <laughs> right. I think when you're looking at uh, coaches or coordinators that have created buzz honestly i think it had to be shanahan was definitely one of them um i think that was a big one uh because obviously his pedigree coming from denver and that whole entire uh you know uh history with john elway and so on and so forth uh you know with kyle shanahan as well um jay gruden was a big one i think uh and i'm just going within recent years uh that created more buzz as well because you know, he did have success in Cincinnati. He's also a Gruden with his name um, and things like that. But I think the biggest one would have to be when Joe Gibbs returned. Because when Joe Gibbs returned. Well, sure, sure. I mean, cause, cause from a head coach perspective, I was thinking more like coordinator-wise. Because, yeah, honestly, head coach, of course. I don't even, think, I don't, like I don't even know. 
<laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is like I feel like we've never really had a, coord- a, a coordinator come in, and it's been like you know because there are there there's obviously some guys in the league that are you know, pretty exciting to think about from a either defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator standpoint, and and they end up getting head coaching gigs or things like that, and it's exciting. I feel like for this organization, it just never happens. I right. feel like we always like. You know, get guys that nobody really cares about, and then, you know, and, and so yeah. it's interesting. Just to this is a big deal. I mean, look, there, there's a couple different ways to look about uh, look at this, and I know the the detractors when it comes to the enemy. The common uh, line seems to be like, "Hey, you know, uh, it's the same thing." Kind of like you're the head coach of LeBron James in a way, where it's like, "Hey, you don't really have to do anything. Yeah, you, you just have to." You know, draw up the play, and uh, LeBron does it. The rest, I mean, with right. and and with Bianami and the Chiefs, it's like, all right, you got Patrick Mahomes, like one of one of those quarterbacks that's just unreal, and you've got obviously Travis Kelsey and some of these other playmakers on the team, where it's like, all right, how much of it? I mean, how much of it is? And, and I'm just saying this from the 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 side of people that don't love the signing are the ones saying Bianami. Uh, it was gifted into this program that is filled with incredible players. And now he's coming here with Sam Howell and, you know, uh, John Dotson and things like that. It's not quite the same thing. And so, I I mean, for me, I feel like it's like, yeah, this is where he can really prove if he is legit or not for BNME. It's like, here, this is the opportunity. You come in here and you make this offense into something pretty, pretty darn good. I feel like you'll get all the respect in the world from the rest of the league if you can figure this offense out, you know? Right. And the whole entire signing with Biennemi is kind of a 50-50 coin flip because if you look at all the, uh, I guess you could say the haters and also the lovers of the signing and of just the entire process of hiring him and going through the process of, you know, the whole entire Ron Rivera, you know, play, playing Pebble Beach and not getting the offensive coordinator, all that kind of stuff. Just look at all the reasonings of why people don't like it and why people do like it. A, people don't like it because they heard about Andy Reid calling most of the plays. That is a little scary because of the sole fact that, yes, the guy is under Andy Reid and whatnot. But you also would like your offensive coordinator to be calling plays a lot of the time. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Um, But I think the best part about this whole entire situation with Eric Bieniemy and the hiring is – that he's got a chip on his shoulder now. The reason he moved is because what he said in this press conference, which was he doesn't want to feel comfortable. And the biggest thing is now that he's here, A, you're not going to be comfortable because we don't even know what's going on with the entire ownership situation. (laughs) Right. B, you have Ron Rivera (laughs) as your head coach who was all over the place, I would say, over the last uh, (laughs) season and a half, two seasons. But then also you're looking at the ownership situation that you don't know if you're going to be here next year, um, and also the sole fact that you know this this town is very very particular in success. Because when I say that, I mean we need some success, or we're going to throw you to the wolves, and everyone's going to chew you up and spit you out on yeah. social media, in the media, papers, magazines, wh- whatever the hell you're talking about. And then he came here to try to prove himself, which that's why I actually like the move. Now, we're not I respect we're it. not saying there's a lot of haters out there, but what I'm saying is that more so when you look at the move, you have to like it in that sense that he has a chip on his shoulder, he's got pieces, and you have a guy that is coming from a tree that has recently been successful. 
You're looking at a guy like Doug Peterson. Yes, he had success, won a Super Bowl in Philly. Also, not to mention that you're looking at Doug Peterson now also in Jacksonville, taking that team to the playoffs and winning a playoff Mm -hmm. game. So you're looking at just the Andy Reid tree, and I don't have the exact names right now in front of me, but from what everyone's been saying, like, oh, this guy's from Andy Reid's system, this guy, this guy, this guy, all that kind of stuff, the, the, the percentages are on our side. And honestly... When you're looking at Eric Bieniemy, he's not going to be on that staff if Andy Reid doesn't like him, if all the players don't like him. Let's be honest here. Shady McCoy came out and got his whole entire spiel out there, and everyone's basically bashing him, saying, you know, this guy's a has-been who was great in Philly and then basically was washed up when he went to Buffalo and then this and that and this and that. And Travis Kelsey is is backing himself up and all this kind of – so all this kind of stuff, I just think that it's a great move in the sense that we got, as you said earlier, a guy that's creating buzz, who has come from a good uh, coaching tree, has been in the league as a player and a coach, and overall, as you see the, the coaching tree right there, overall is just going to be a good fit for this organization. Now, Sam Howell has some traits as Patrick Mahomes. He's got some movement with his legs. He's got a cannon for an arm. Now, I'm not saying he is Patrick Mahomes, but when you look at it, he's got pieces to work with. He's not going to go to a system that is like the Texans or something like that. So that's the biggest thing that I look at is that it's a huge positive that he has pieces in place here and that he has a chip on his shoulder to go out there and prove something for the future and see what he can get. Possibly a head coaching gig. We'll see what happens. But they did sign him for a few years, so we'll see what happens. But overall, I'm excited for the move, and I think it's creating a lot of buzz in D.C. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think, I mean – when you look at this depth chart, and we you know, we obviously know this team really, really well, it's like, you know, this is not – I mean, I, I think if I'm an offensive coordinator, I'm excited by this. I mean, you, you obviously you have Terry McLaurin, a top-class wide receiver. You've got – you know, Jahan Dotson is a guy who show, has shown some really good flashes. He's a young talent here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and then with Sam Howell, it's – this is a guy who uh, – you have the opportunity to really mold this guy and really, you know, see if we can turn him into what everyone in this fan base seems to think he's going to be. And so there, I think there is a lot of excitement. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm an OC looking at this team and going, Hey, I can really put my stamp on it. And look, the, the other kind of haters thing I've, I've seen is people saying like, why would you want to? Why would you want to go be the like stay in Kansas City for for a few more years and keep contending for Super Bowls? And then if a better head coaching gig and keep waiting for a head coaching gig to come up. And I get that part of it too. But I think, like you said, if you're a guy who if you're a competitive guy, uh, I, I think staying you want you want to challenge you, you you do want to kind of like staying in the same comfortable program that he's he's been in Kansas City for like 10 years he's a running backs coach and, and things like that uh, staying in that pro- program and system that's had this success you you kind of you, you kind of are ready for something different and and this team <laughs> if there's one team that's something different it's it's the commanders because right. of how crazy this organization can be but the fan base we've always said the fan base is super super loyal they're super super um you know, into this team. And so if you can turn that offense into a winner and turn this team into a winner, they're going to be behind you a hundred percent. And then, and I think he could be the guy. And I think, I, I feel like uh, he also might be groomed into being the head coach here one day, now that he's, you know, the assistant head coach yep. or whatever. 
Uh, got a, got a big pay, pay bump too. That's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and we know that Rivera's time is is numbered here. Um, so we'll see. Eric Bieniemy could be the next head coach of this team, uh, and not that distant future. Um, the other thing we wanted uh, I wanted to touch on is the latest on, of course, the bidding and things like that. So um, Commanders Wired USA Today mentioned that the owner for the um, Rockets uh, is involved in bidding uh, for the Commanders as well. He recently submitted a bid. Um, he joins the Sixers and New Jersey Devils owner Josh Harris um, as a prospective buyer. And then there was the whole news about Bezos, of course, being reportedly blocked from bidding on the team. But he did hire this investment banker uh, to look into buying the franchise. So there's there's a lot of different reports going on. Um, but yeah, you've got you know this uh, Fertitta. Uh, you know the the Rockets owner interested now, so I mean we just want the damn thing figured out. Like let's just somebody needs to just buy this team so we know what our, the future looks like, and then everything else can be kind of planned around that. Because um, this whole waiting around and wondering is just it's so annoying for the fan base. They're just like God. We just want to know what's going to be happening here. We've been, dealt with Dan forever. We're ready to, for somebody else to come in. Any of these guys, anything's better than Dan at this point. So it's like, just somebody come in, say, hey, I'm going to do whatever it takes to turn this program into a winner again. And like, that's just going to, and everyone's going to be happy again. <laughs> you know, that's all, that's all it needs to be. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, it's coming to the point where all these analysts and reporters and all that kind of stuff are basically on the line here because everyone said, oh, it can happen in March. It's probably going to happen before the the meetings and all this kind of stuff, which March is right around the corner, obviously, here. So right. we're looking at it here and making sure that uh, it's going to happen before the draft because that's what I want to happen before the draft because you want an owner that comes in here, kind of sets the precedent, has a few weeks to kind of get their sea legs under them and then basically go from there. You don't want to have all this drama during the NFL draft and all that kind of stuff because you want to make sure that the the team is taking a step in the right direction when Daniel Snyder is out of the picture drafting somebody because right. you don't want to ha- you don't want him to be involved. I mean, he's not even around anymore. I mean, I think he's living in England all the time now or something like right. that. So it's like or on his boat. Yeah, so it, you're looking at it you're saying it's like can we just get this over with like yeah. I understand someone is definitely bidding uh, a, a big enough number for him to accept, but I think he's just being greedy right now and trying to, I guess you could say, mull over as fast as, as long as possible. Because you think about it, I honestly thought that this whole entire thing was going to. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a little late, but I thought it was going to happen like maybe a, within a week of the Super Bowl. Uh, but now you could also look at it saying uh, he, he sold it. You know, the week before the draft, so then all of a sudden that becomes a huge thing. And, you know, right. but I don't think it really also matters anymore because the sole fact that he does, if he's out of the picture, he's out of the picture. If he's out, he's out. And, and, I, but the problem is with Dan is we know he doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't want to be out. Like he wants to, if, if he had his druthers, he would be the owner forever for this team, like until he dies. Like he's, he's, he's just so. Uh, I, I don't know. He's just so unwilling to change. And, you know, you know, he blocks a guy like Bezos. He doesn't like Bezos, obviously. And so, like, he doesn't want him to buy the team. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's the never-ending saga. Uh, I just hope we can get a, to a point with this organization where things can normalize. At some, You know, we get a new owner in. We've got the enemy now. Like, there's some excitement here. You, hopefully you draft well. And then, you know, hopefully we get get some good momentum. Maybe, again, maybe Hard Knocks comes calling. Um, I love it. 
and and then things change. So we'll we'll see there. Uh, we'll move over to the ice for a minute. The Washington Capitals. We'll just touch on the Caps briefly. It's been a while since we've you know talked about them, but uh, obviously it's been kind of a rough stretch. Uh, three and seven in their last ten, including a, a tough loss today to Buffalo. Um, and now as we as we take a look at the standings, you know the Caps. Currently, uh, where's points? At 64 points. Uh, of course, Buffalo there at 66. So obviously still in the mix. There's a bunch of teams in the mix with Pittsburgh and Detroit and Florida and all that. And and so, you know, it's obviously not out of the question that the Caps can can find their way back into this one or two spot, um, you know, in, in the wild card. But it's just tough when you're losing games left and right, which they seem to be doing. Ovi, of course, being gone did not help. And then now... You make a uh, you know big trade here um, and, and trading away some more pieces from that championship team, of course, and Dmitry Orlov and uh, and now Hathaway traded as well. Um, so yeah, is this is this the start of hey we just don't have it in us this year? We're probably not going to make the playoffs. Let's just get rid of some assets and and try to collect some draft picks and start over. Or is this team trying to? I mean, that's the problem. Is it seems like they're in that limbo. I mean, you're not. You're only a few points out of a wild card spot. You could still make it into the playoffs. We've seen them make it into the playoffs the last couple of years, and they just lose in the first round. That's kind of been the the mo for this team. So, is it even worth it? I mean, obviously, it's always worth it. You, you give yourself a chance for the cup as if you're in. But I don't know. It's just weird to think of what this team's plan is, Mike. Like, what do they want to do here uh, moving forward? It's kind of odd because if you look at the beginning of the season, they got Darcy Kemper. They got um, a, a, a few different pieces uh, in the sense of guys that can go out there and, and play a role and kind of give this team a little bit of a boost to uh, have the longevity game of being in the playoffs. But then all of a sudden you're looking at uh, – and Charles Lindgren is, is one of those as well. So, they, I mean, they, they, I will, I, let me start over. So they said at the beginning of the season that this team had one of the top two duos in net in between the pipes in the entire NHL. Now, right. that was, in, in essence, to solve the problem that we had last year uh, with our two goalies that weren't really that competent uh, and didn't really grab the, uh, the job by the horns and, and take it for themselves. But you're looking at this team and saying that you got over the hump of all the injuries, the Tom Wilson being out forever, the Backstrom being right. out forever, John Carlson was out for a while, T.J. Oshie was out for a while, Carl Haglin hasn't seen the ice in seven years apparently. Yeah. But the problem is, is that you're looking at it and saying, how in the world are you going to go from that, going over the hump there, and now all of a sudden just saying, hey, you know, we only got, what, 20 games left? We, we're not really going to make a run. Who knows? But it's like, I don't understand how you, you do that. Like, it's not like you're the Senators. If you're the Senators, okay, you got 60 points. You're, you know, four or five points back from being, like, kind of in the in the intense mix. Uh, you know, not in the back half like the Wizards are for, for the playoff spots all the time. And I just don't see how you can be sellers that quickly. Because yeah. I think the main thing that happened this season, that was the biggest downfall. And it's, I hate to say it, is Ovechkin's dad passing away. Because when Ovechkin left, he is the guy that pumps this entire crew up. He is the 
the I mean the heart and soul of this organization, and he has been for 10, 15 years. So the, the biggest thing that I'm looking at is it's kind of crazy that you see something like that happen, which is unfortunate, obviously. But something like that happens, and it just puts your team in tank mode, basically. Yeah, and I'm not even saying tank mode in the sense that they're trying to lose. I mean, the other day they 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 scored six goals, but yeah, yeah. While Ovechkin was gone, you know, it, it, they, they just they just couldn't get you know underneath their skates. They're sitting there just like skating in place, and you're just like, what's going on here? How are we losing to the Ducks? How are we losing to some of these nubs teams that aren't even in the playoff race, and then we have 20 games left? The problem is that you see the standings like you mentioned, 62 games played. Okay, we're four ahead of Pitt. We're literally four ahead of Pitt, four ahead of your Red Wings. I mean, the problem is those four games, say they win half of those, that's four more points added to it. So if you look at it, the Penguins, that would mean they would have, say, 69 points. And that's just catching up to the games played uh, that we have. So then we'd be down by five, which, again, not insurmountable, but it's a huge hole, especially losing to Buffalo today, uh, who is that second wild card spot. And you have to think about it. We were in the first wild card spot forever, it felt like. Forever. I mean, every time we were doing updates on this show, it was the Caps our yep. first wild card spot. I mean, that was that we, we that for like a, at least a month, a month and a half, that was what we reported every single episode. Right. And that's the problem is that you're just looking at it and saying that this team is still good. This team can still score yeah. and this team can still hold off uh, players and whatnot uh, from scoring and play good defense. I mean, their plus minus is still in the plus. And they lost by three goals today. So you're thinking about it right. saying that they were scoring like less than two goals a game for like, I don't know what it was, like 10 straight games or something like that. Right. Which is nuts because this team at, at the beginning of the season was scoring a ton. When you're looking at it, their, their plus minus after that huge streak when Ovi was gone and all that kind of stuff is still in the, in the positive. And they're surrounded by red. But that's just the problem is that you're looking at it now and saying, is this – is this move by McClellan too late? Because when I look at it, if you think about it this way, this is a different way of thinking. Is this reset or reload or whatever you want to call it by trading away Dmitry Orlov, who is still young, by trading away a great guy like Garnet Hathaway, is it a situation that is way too late? Because you're looking at some of the guys on the roster, like a TJ Oshie, like an Ovechkin, like a Backstrom, these guys are getting old. Do you really yeah. think we have time to spend on trying to, to to giving Connor McMichael more minutes or whoever else it may be that's coming up from Hershey or whoever else on the fourth line and gets moved up? Like, do we have that time to waste the next two to three years, possibly? I guess I guess you could say for those three guys on them playing still elite hockey. Backstrom has been very injured lately. TJ Oshie's been getting injured here and there. But T.J. Oshie still is producing. He scored two goals the other day. Yeah, he had a great night the other night. But, yeah. but you're seeing Ovechkin chasing that record, and he's always been told, we are not going to go in rebuild mode while you are on this team. Right. They right. told him that ever since he was he was you know young. They, they're never going to go into rebuild mode. And that's the problem is, is this reload, rebuild, whatever you want to call it, too late? Because they could have done this you know, after they won the cup and some guys left. And, you know, different things of that nature. They had the COVID season. You could have traded guys and given all these different guys uh, more time and, 
and gotten more picks. Yeah, you could have built up the draft capital for sure. It, I mean, it, it's, it's nice yeah. to see them get that draft capital. Don't get me wrong. I love the first round pick, even though it's Boston, where it's going to be a low pick anyways. But the problem is, is I just see that it's like, okay, so we get young guys to match with older guys. So it's like, I mean, you're looking at the the, the Verizon bars here. And right. Way... Yeah, where's the middle guys? Yeah. Where's the guys you've been training and working with? For the last four years or so, it's like, well, because we, you haven't done that. It's, you it's haven't just, been. It's, I just, th- I just that. think yeah. if you look at it, it's just way, way, yeah. way too late. I think, I think you're a couple years too late. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, again, still some games left to be played here. The Caps still have a chance if they get hot here at the end uh, to find a way in. Let's move into a lighter thing. Let's let's do a little snack like review. Stuffing that you stick in the ass end of a turkey. Seafood crepe. Yeah. That's seafood crap. When you take a bite of that cod, it's almost like you've got a breaded condom in your mouth. It's like it's been left out for days and it's been attacked by cats. Dry and tasteless. It's dry, it's dry. How dry that is. Bland as anything. It is bland. Bland. There's no seasoning in there. Everything's bland. Bland. It's bland. Pasta's bland. I don't even think he likes the water. A little food review time, snack review time, as we tend to do, especially this time of year where we're just free. This is a, uh, a free-for-all show, pretty much. We're just kind of bouncing around. <laughs> let's uh, let, let's hear what Mike has in store for us from a snack yeah. perspective. It's definitely a bounce-around show. I mean, the gnats are going to just suck. It's, I mean, right. I, this is what pisses me off, is that the gnats are going to suck. We all know that. I mean, me and you are realists, though, and we, we actually kind of like the rebuild, whatever. But the Nats are going to suck. The Caps are basically in tank mode now because they're, tr- they're trading with pieces. The Wizards, who knows if they're going to make the playoffs or not. And then all right. of a sudden you're seeing, like, you know, the XFL is only 10 weeks. So it's like, ugh. It's <laughs> pain in my ass. All right, here we go. Oh, got to get this. Hold on. Hold on. It's Okay, there we go. So <laughs> what I got is, let me make it aesthetic is the Cheetos Flamin' Hot Minis. Ooh, I have not seen these. Yes, I uh, I saw these in the pantry, and Jess said that I got these for the show, and I said, all right, I'm going to wait for a specific show where there's nothing going on and our team suck, and that's today. That would be today. So, so okay, this, I, I'm intrigued by these because obviously we, we both love you know Hot Cheetos, so I'm interested to see how they function in this mini capacity. So is it like almost like uh, if you take a, let's say, a cheese puff from Cheeto and you like cut it in thirds or in half? Like, if is that kind of what we're looking at here? It, they look like the little balls, little bolitas. Sure. Little, okay. Uh, bolitas. Um, yeah, I mean they're 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 probably yeah. If you say a cheese puff and you said you cut it. I would say cut it in fourths because okay. they are smaller than you, you, you would think. But they are uh, the aroma. Ooh, okay. Ooh. This is, now, this is a perfect can for a bag test. Yeah, that is perfect. And, and again, big fan of the flame and Hot variety. Oh, yeah. um, and I'm, you definitely I'm, have I'm to gonna, have I'm the gonna, bag I'm, test. I'm going to get a little bag test going. Um, I'm going yeah. to do a hover bag test because someone else might want to eat them in this house. Okay. So Mike is putting some Cheetos minis down his gullet. Cheese dust probably uh, going all over the place here. How small are they? I'm curious. 
Like if you could compare. Okay. So it's like a. Is that like a nickel size? Yeah. Okay. Did you not see the the, the, the bolitas going everywhere? Yeah, I did see them go everywhere. Okay, wait to see. So, that. The, so I, I I'm interested to hear about this because yeah. they looked pretty. They look pretty well dusted. So I feel yeah, like you should be getting some good heat. Cleanse the palate. Yeah, you gotta gotta cleanse the palate a little bit. Oh man, God, I love flaming hot, man. Yeah, I mean, that's the best. Flaming hot, just like I referenced two weeks ago, makes me want to take my clothes off. Um, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, man, it, 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 the, the aroma is just nice. It's yeah. I'm telling you right now. Obviously, these are easy to do the bag test. And a flaming hot Cheeto is a flaming hot Cheeto, flaming hot Dorito, sure. same thing. These are nice. These okay. are these are really good because you know, literally, there's a ton in here. Obviously, apparently, 160 calories for a serving, which is 63 pieces. Oh yeah, so easy. You could just you could polish three of those. <laughs> that's a lot of pieces. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, the dust is is plentiful. I mean, you can see in the can. Look at that. Look at the dust. Yeah, all that in looks that. like very well dusted. I and mean, that that was my concern with the minis because I feel like sometimes, um, sometimes they're not they're not dusted in the way they should when it comes to like uh, the, the the hot stuff. So no, that's good to hear. So what well, do we have a rating out of uh, out of our normal rating system? You have a rave. Did you hear the crunch? There's some crunch happening. Okay, making sure you heard the crunch. The rating for the Cheetos Flamin' Hot Minis is 4.25 out of 5. Wow. Wow. Yeah. The only the, the only way it would be any higher is if they... um. Yeah, I'm gonna change it. Four point five out of, out of wow. five. Okay. It's going, okay. it's going up by the, the minute, man. It's just, on the fly. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go for a third. I mean, I respect it. I, I think uh I, I I mean we obviously love flaming hot Cheetos. Like we know that those are, you know, right up there, probably close to a five as possible. Mm. And these are just a, a, a smaller variety of them in ball form. I mean, that's that's solid. That's a great idea. I don't know why they would take this long to do this. Yeah, I mean it's it's literally because the, 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 the cheese puffs and all that stuff, those are nice and all, but, I mean, I, I don't want to have, like, a whole cheese puff. And that. These things, like, you know, you, you get, like, if, if you want to put them in a bowl, I mean, actually, you can't really put them in a bowl because then you're going to get your dust all over your hands. Right. But, that's the only, that's the one drawback, of course, with the Cheeto world I mean, you, is you, you, the hands. You have to, you have to bag test the tube. I mean, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, this is my fourth one, dude. Yeah, you got to tube test it. That's what you got to do. Little little tube bag test. Mm. I, I sometimes, when I get flaming Hot stuff, uh, I'll fully admit it, I'll eat it with a spoon. I'll literally <laughs> spoon it up because I'm just like, I don't want to get this all over my hands. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. So I'll literally just put it put it on a spoon and eat it like I'm eating cereal. Th- this, could be th- this could be that. This is like, it's like, they're like That's perfect. oversized Cocoa Puffs. Imagine you put a little milk in that bowl and like let the flaming Hot get into the milk and then you're drinking flaming Hot milk. That might be a new invention. <laughs> wow, <laughs> we, say. we might need to Excite. write that down because yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, we might have to cut that out and send it off to the uh, copyright. You, you really think that that would be a good combo? No, it would probably be terrible. <laughs> um, that would uh, hot, probably hot milk probably be disgusting. For the final lap today, we're not going to do the full thing because there's not a whole lot to talk about. Um, I did watch some of the Genesis, and then I watched a little bit of the Honda. I didn't see who won the Honda Classic. I didn't even see. Uh, n- n- nobody. 
Nobody. Okay, I got it. But uh, John Rom did win Genesis. Um, uh, the big news in baseball was today that Manny Machado, after it was kind of rumored that he would be leaving the Padres after this season, the next thing you hear, 11-year extension, $350 million. And then right before, or literally like right after we started recording, I got a notification about this one as well, about Tommy Fury taking down Jake Paul. So Jake Paul suffering his first loss uh, in, in competition again. I mean, you know, this it's a little different uh, than, than some of the other boxer records out there and all that sort of thing. But, hey, it's a big deal for, you know, the social media world and things like that. And um, I was wondering who was going to be the first one to, to take down Jake Paul because he's obviously been doing a good job choosing his opponents. And right. Tommy Fury was able to get it done. And that, that good for him. Good for Tommy Fury. I'm not that I'm the biggest Tommy Fury fan, but it's like, hey, I, I, I don't really love Jake, Paul, Jake and Logan <laughs> Paul that much. So I'm, I'm happy to see them lose there. Yeah, um, that's crazy. So, so there's that. Uh, do we have a trivia question? Today? Oh, yeah, we do. Michael. This is a great okay. card, by the way. Let me get the music going. Yeah, this card has wizards on there it has mike's trivia corner yeah it has a bunch it's a it's a great card it has a bunch of different things on here the last card was pretty nubby so all right here we go good ufc card here yes so i'm gonna go with uh (laughs) yeah i'm gonna go with the wizards all right the zards yeah i'm gonna go with the zards in this one uh there's there's also a nats question and play along at home by the way yeah if you're listening exactly uh and, uh, yeah, there's a couple of Redskins questions on here, too. But we're going to go with the Wizards question today because they're still in season. And they're pretty much the only team right now that we're, we can actually watch and hope that they make it into a play- right. play-in game. So here we go. The D.C. Sports Trivia question of the week. What seven-footer out of UNC, that would be North Carolina, spent the first nine years of his career with the Wizards before stints with the Mavs? Bobcats and Cavaliers. I believe that would be Anton Jameson. Is that correct? Let me read it again. Oh, okay. what? I probably screwed it up already. What? Listen. What seven footer? Oh, well, Anton Jameson wasn't. Seven. There you go. You didn't hear that part. I, but I know he played for like the Mavs, and I feel like he played for the Cavs. But okay, he, okay. he did. Oh, he, he did. He did play for the uh, the Mavs and yeah. the Wizards, but I don't, he didn't play for the Bobcats though. Oh, right, right, right. So seven-footer. I'm just giving you a second try because that's seven. All right, seven-footer, UNC, played for the Zards for s- nine. nine years? Yep, nine. And then, pl- and then bounced around to some other teams. Um, you would only recognize him with the Mavs because I can't even picture this guy with a Bobcats or a Cavs. Can you picture him on the Wizards? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. If I gave you a hint, y- you would get in a second. Okay, got it, got it. Um... I guess my question, seven footer. I guess my question would be like, what era did he play with the Wizards on? Like, was it late two thousand? You don't have to give me the exact years, but was it like two thousands, two thousand twenty tens? What was like the uh, yeah, it was in the, the two, era? It was in the, the early two thousands. Early two thousands, seven footer. It was UNC. Was it? Could have been like Brendan Haywood. Is it Brendan Haywood? <laughs> is that your answer? Yeah. Yeah, it is, Brendan. I, I, okay, I, okay, I couldn't contain it. For some reason, <laughs> I can't contain my laughter sometimes because you're like, oh, <laughs> man. Just 
I was going to say his... I take it seriously. I take it seriously and because I usually get these wrong. Because, look, I'm never... The, we do this for the fans because I'm not... Look, I love sports. I know a lot about sports. I'm bad at, at, at sports trivia. I'm good at, like, every other subject trivia pretty much. Or if you talk to me specifically about, like, the Detroit Tigers. I'll answer right. a Detroit Tigers trivia question all day. Uh-huh. But, no, Brendan Haywood. Yeah, no, Bre- Brendan Haywood was, was a solid player here. I, um, I, He was always, like, that quiet commanding presence in the paint right um no he was fun because he was on those teams with jameson and, and can you Crump name brendan like haywood's that. reserve backup was it a ton thomas that guy sucked <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my hint he had a he had a guy that had long hair as his backup yeah 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 no that guy number 36 i can remember more stats and more things about ton thomas than i can about uh, more important things in life. And Atan right, Thomas is right. terrible. He's number 36. Hey, double check that for me. Make sure he's number 36. So I'm not talking out my ass here. Atan Thomas. So yeah, 36 yeah. to 34. And that guy, like, he, he, I, for some reason, I always thought he was like 6. 36. Yeah, yeah. See, I got, okay, I knew it. I mean, can you believe that? I remember his number. And because I guess I, yeah, I got that's so pretty weird. I got so frustrated with him during his time because he just, he was Career. never good. Career average 5.7 points a game, 4.7 rebounds a game. Yeah, that's nothing. And he played, I mean, he played seven seasons or seven seasons just with the Wizards. So nine seasons in the NBA. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy because of the, for those types of stats, his best year was with the Wizards in t- 2003, 2004, where he was 8.9 points a game. Uh, that's pretty solid. I'll, I'll bet you 20 bucks Hay- Haywood was out or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, got to be there. So yeah, no, Brendan Haywood, he was, uh, he was fun. He was, he was a uh, solid. Solid center. Now the Wizards are just they're an interesting team right now, that's for sure. Uh, we're not going to do a, a money line picks of the week this week just because with the, the lines and the scheduling, there's not a lot. Um, but I did want to point out, this isn't my official money line picks, but for the baseball fans out there, they do have the, the props, the futures props out there for like win, you know, win-loss totals and that sort of thing. The two that I have my eyes on right now is Orioles over 76 and a half wins. I think last year they were at 83. I do don't I don't expect them to pull 83 again this year, but I think they'll get more than 76. So I like that. And then um, Red Sox last place in the AL East plus 125. I kind of like that because um, yeah, I think the Orioles are going to be pretty solid. The Rays are always good. Yankees are always good. Uh, Blue Jays are going to be in the mix. So the Red Sox are just not that great anymore. Um, so I wouldn't mind putting a little money on that, a little future plus 125 bet. I got an idea. Um, I got an idea. Yeah. So with the money line being kind of, eh, uh, I think that we should probably retire or, or put that on hiatus only until from football season until the end of March Madness. Sure. Because then what we can do is we can rotate. And this is an on-air bit that I'm talking about right now. Okay, okay. We can do season-long bets and follow them and give updates of what that team is doing. Sure. I'm down. Now, I'm down. Now, the Nats, it's going to be hard for us to do a season-long <laughs> bet for them. But we could do a prop for a season-long for a certain player. Or anything like yeah. that. We could do some cer- certain things like that. Call- I'd be down. I'd could, be down to that. We could call. It, we could call it a certain thing. That I'll have to come up with a little bit later. Um, but that's what I'm thinking is we could do something like that where we we basically have our betting segment be something where it where we're we can obviously throw in other things like oh I think this guy's gonna go off or we can we can do something of that nature. We gotta we gotta brew it up here like hocus pocus. And I'm th- yeah, I'm- I like I, I like that thinking because yeah, rather than us trying to force ourselves to pick like. 
crappy games that we don't care about. Let's let's have a little more fun with it on on the betting side of things. So yeah, no, I'm I'm down for that. Season long um, so sweat. Season long sweat. I like it. Okay, okay. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, and bet of course responsibly via DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm on a, I'm on a heater, by the way. Good to hear. Good to hear. I I'm not. I haven't really been betting much, but I will be. Once we sell this house, <laughs> I'll have a little bit, a uh, little bit of scratch there. Put, put, put back into the uh, betting market. Uh, besides that, people, we will be back, of course, uh, and uh, w- w- schedule switch. I think we'll be doing these on Sunday evenings for for the springtime here, as as Mike is coaching the lads in baseball. So uh, you know, we'll be you'll be giving you shows Sunday nights heading into the week. So start your Monday morning off right. By downloading the show, DC Crossover, go ahead and rate, review, subscribe. Also, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, watch the full video versions of the podcast, and on Twitter at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone16. Uh, that is the places to find us. And also, this summer, as we move more into the summer, we will be bringing back our off-season shows. Those are a lot of fun. We got so Those many drafts. So many drafts. We do up. drafts. We got a lot of drafts. Uh, a lot of food. A lot of food reviews. <laughs> I mean, the, that, that is where the bread is buttered, is, is the off-season. Those are some of the best shows we do, uh, so look forward to that. Off-season, off-season be, might be starting a little early this year. <laughs> yeah, off-season might be, you know, tomorrow. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see you next week. This has been another episode of the DC Crossover. Sing us out, John Zagul. <laughs> <laughs>